Welcome to the Bureau of Citizen Detectives, the officially unofficial podcast for Yellow Jackets on Showtime. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about the season two premiere, Friends, Romans, Countrymen, Lend Me Your Delicious, Delicious Ears. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? It's it's funny. I didn't make the connection between the title of the show, this episode and... Uh, the Shauna ear munching uh, until that scene hits. And of course, you know, I'm laughing grimly at the ridiculousness of it all. And mm-hmm. I hit stop. And the first thing you see is that the episode's title, friends, Romans, countrymen. Ah, right. It's very funny. Uh, I, I thought this was a great easing back into the yellow jackets. Um, I continue to be really impressed if anything, uh, just, just with one episode to judge by, Something we praised last year when we were doing our coverage on uh, our premium podcast, Off the Clock, is how well the younger actors are aping the older versions of themselves and vice versa. Um, And it looks like with another year of practice and writing and directing and production uh, and, and, and watching the series that, if anything, they're even better. Like, it's astonishing how well, um, like, Shauna, the two Shaunas, uh, co co inhabit and sometimes they do this thing where especially on the previously on I saw that they did the thing where they would like you know rapidly cycle between the different actors um, at different eras but their face and 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 bodies and everything with the same position it's just like it's like spooky how how well this stuff all comes off that continues to be a lot of fun um, I thought there was a lot of interesting clues like. You know, I think if you're wondering how the girls got into cannibalism, you look at Shauna, who is their meat master, and she's playing uh, these sick fantasies with dead Jackie, and uh, she's, uh, you know, compulsively eating her ears, like, gotta wonder, gotta wonder if there's going to be some some Jackie jerky being passed around eventually, Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, I I enjoyed... um, you know the the taking the piss out of Reddit culture with the the Bureau of of Citizen Detectives and uh, Misty's angry downvoting at uh, the guy who's probably going to be Elijah Woods. It's kind of un- untangling their story. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing is the the only thing that I'm a little bit leery of is it's um, there seems to be some just crazy risks and sloppy things going on amongst the people covering up crimes. I'm not sure if there are, if this is like them telling the story of people who are bad at crimes, essentially committing crimes for the first time. And maybe they're even excited by it and they're deliberately sloppy. Maybe they want to be caught. And some of this is just like dumb writing, but it's entirely possible. It's the former. So I'm not going to come out and be like, ah, Jeff and, 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 uh, and Shauna are just fucking idiots for, you know, spraying a bunch of g- genetic evidence at this dude's thing and then slopping a bunch of uh, turpentine over a, a set of things. And it's but I don't know that 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 might be something going forward. Uh, but overall, yeah, I, I was really glad to get back into the Yellow Jackets saddle. What did you think of the first episode? Oh, yeah, me too. Um, this continues to be very Yellow Jackets, uh, from the music to the mysteries, um, the hints of the supernatural that are sometimes easily and sometimes more difficult uh, to explain with the uh, real world stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I continue to absolutely love Misty. She's great. Uh, Jeff is becoming one of my favorite characters, too. 
just with his um I, I don't know, his attitude. I, I just he he's got a lot of energy, a lot of life. He is able to see through um some of the more fucked up stuff that's happening in his world and still enjoy it. And I I really like that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great. It's still very much Yellow Jackets. If life hands you cuck lemons, you make cuck lemonade. Is what mm-hmm. you got to do with it sometimes. Sure. Uh, yeah, his his rocking out to Papa Roach oh, was pretty. Oh my god, was pretty funny. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this stuff when we get there. Uh, the the impulses. I I want to see if maybe someone can explain to me the impulse that's going on there. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, that previously on that you mentioned is Buck Wild, man. That there is so much. When you try to condense season one down into about two and a half minutes, it's insanity. It, mm-hmm. It's jumping all over the place. I they they do a great job with it, and they kind of tell me as someone who's watched season one uh, everything I need to know to get a refresher. Exactly, but, boy. If you have not seen season one. And you're trying to jump into this show <laughs> right now. That will right. make no sense to you. That it is wild. Yeah, this is not that kind of previously on. This is not that kind no. of. Oh yeah, I've been hearing a lot about you know Yellow Jackets. I think I'm just gonna just jump into season two. I mean, yeah, you might be able to, but like, boy, yeah. There's just yeah, a but lot you're gonna of... have to Zapruder film that fucking previously on. Yeah, you're gonna have to dissect it down to its atomic particles. It's wild. They're also expanding the world, as we talked about in the preview podcast. You know, there are these girls who we didn't get to know last season who were part of the survivors. And we see Crystal is the one that's most prominent, the one that I, I caught her name, who's singing, humming, uh, befriending Misty. Uh, and they had this, like, kind of funny way to introduce that. Like, you know, the girls we know are kind of, like, bitchily around the table talking and they're like who are they're like look at these girls are there what are they even talking about like kind of hand waving to these crazy mysterious girls we've never met before and what 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 are, what are they even doing over there i thought it's funny that the existing characters are kind of commenting on these characters positions in the world from an in-universe position mm-hmm. uh, i said they're not, they're not part I say of position the three more times my position is that these girls position in the judge what the fuck the fuck is happening anyway uh i thought that was i thought that was really funny and cool too yeah the the clicks within clicks man uh even even in this group of girls who's trying to survive in the wilderness there's still the clicks you know the out groups yeah Yeah. scary scary stuff uh Uh, also people who are squeamish about violence against dogs and, and pets uh, <laughs> I got bad news for you about Steve. I think Steve's gonna Steve's gonna go the way of uh, Ralphie or whatever the hell the 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 old pet was. Uh, I got bad I got bad feelings about Steve. Yeah, we'll see. Let's give Ty another chance. You know, maybe the first uh, dog know, didn't take. Maybe you're dog. state senator, and maybe you also should be on the do not adopt list. You know, I'm just saying mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. Uh, she's developing a, a track record here, and uh, some of the weird mood swings she goes through around poor old Steve, mm-hmm. not not good, not good, not good for Steve's longevity. No, no, that's going to end poorly. I th- I'm with you. All right, should we start with the recap? Yeah, why not? The wilderness is the space between the ads. We'll be right back. Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. 
All new Pulp and Prestige this week. On Tuesday, we'll cover the latest episode of The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live on Pulp. And on Thursday, we'll catch up with the latest Samurai subterfuge on FX Hulu's Shogun. Then on our House of the Dragon feed, Anthony puts on his Maester's class on Monday. And then on Thursday, Steve joins him for Electric Bookaloo as they continue their discussion of George R. R. Martin's A Clash of Kings. Find these and many of our other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Prestige in your favorite podcast app. FX is adapting James Clavell's best-selling novel, Shogun, into a 10-part miniseries this spring. Set in the shogunate period of Japan at the turn of the 15th century, Shogun depicts the rise of a feudal lord to Shogun, as seen through the eyes of a shipwrecked English sailor. It's loosely based on the real-life exploits of William Adams and Tokugawa Ieyasu. Shogun has already been successfully adapted back in 1980 with a widely acclaimed miniseries starring Richard Chamberlain. Featuring intricate plots, political scheming, complex characters, and thrilling action. This time, husband and wife team Justin Marks and Rachel Kondo try to recapture the successes of the novel and early adaptations while increasing the levels of historical and cultural accuracy that are often perceived as flaws of this and similar works. Starring Hiroyuki Sanada from The Last Samurai, Mortal Kombat, and John Wick 4, with Cosmo Jarvis of Peaky Blinders, Raised by Wolves, etc., joining the truly massive cast required to bring this complex world to life. Join Aaron and I each week as we deep dive into each episode, uncovering the mysteries, the intrigue, and the glory of Shogun. Shogun premieres on FX Hulu Tuesday, February 27th at the two-part debut. Our podcast will release each Thursday thereafter. Get our Shogun coverage by searching for Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. Don't freeze to death. Come back to our coverage of Yellow Jackets. All right. This episode jumps around a lot. This is maybe the episode that jumps around the most out of any I've seen uh, between the wilderness and the, the current day. So try and keep up. But here we go. We start off in the wilderness. While everyone else sleeps, Lottie makes tea and Travis and Nat go out. I think simultaneously hunting and looking for hobby. Um, Lottie does some shaman shit, presumably to keep them safe. And then she draws the symbol on the window. Yeah, I like um, I don't know. You, you can definitely see the factions here that Nat is on team. This is bullshit. And Travis is on team, eh, you know, if it works, it works. Um, but yeah, Lottie's gone full. She's ashing them up. She's smudging them. She's giving them blood tea uh, and claiming that all of her interactions, all of her things are keeping them alive. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, by, pretty. By using the time-tested, uh, can't disprove it techniques right. of, well, you, you keep coming back alive, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, does that mean it has anything to do with your bullshit? No. Yeah. Uh, you know, here in America, most of us wear underwear every day. Mm-hmm. None of, hardly anyone's been killed by tigers. I yeah. think people that get killed by tigers probably just weren't wearing underwear. So yeah, it makes sense to me. Uh, I, I, I like the touch of the fact that you know it's very cold, and obviously they didn't pack winter clothes, and they got uh, Travis and Nat are like stuffing stuffing their their shirts and stuff with old magazines and rumpled up newspaper mm-hmm. to give them a little. It's like the soldiers in the Revolutionary War wrapping wrapping their feet with bandages and papers and whatnot. It's just it's very improvised survival cold gear. And it doesn't look it's all yeah. that effective because I gotta say I don't buy these guys. She's not even wearing a hat. 
Nat's mm-hmm. not even wearing uh, a hat. I-, I hear that's like the most important uh, thing that you could wear to keep yourself warm. Uh, she's got she's, hair. She's, she can flop that down over her ears. She does have hair. hair. And she's got a highly effective headband, you know, mm-hmm. that, that gives her that like really tribal land before time warrior woman look. But doesn't do much to trap the heat that's escaping from her head. Sure. Uh, Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, make a, pi- a paper mache pirate hat or something to put on. Anything, really. There you go. Yeah. Uh, surely there was a hat. Like, Coach must have a hat, right? Somebody there packed a hat. I don't know. Didn't they leave like it was little midfall? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get like a giant Russian winter hat, but you could at least get a baseball Any hat cap at or all? something. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. If that, if that would do something. Um, did you see any of the theories going around? Cause like everybody's uh, Twitter page about the symbol and, you know, last, last year there was people looking at, uh, you know, like what this could mean. There's people like, is this part of the hobo code? Is this some kind of weird language or symbols? Um, well, it's a B, right? I mean, it's, it's quite obviously a yellow jacket. The symbol, the occult symbol that they're car- you're thinking is a yellow jacket. Yeah, it's got the head, which is a circle. The triangle is the body. It's got this little hook thing, which is the stinger. And then the things coming off the sides are I have never wings. seen anyone suggest that this is a yellow jacket. What? R- really? I, I just thought everybody assumed. <laughs> I, am I the only one assuming this is a yellow jacket? But, it was, it, it, but they didn't. She, Lottie didn't come up with this symbol. It I know was it was in the, in the woods, which is creepy. Okay. I think so, it's even creepier hmm. if it's actually a yellow jacket symbol. I, I don't that's what I was assuming. Man, maybe I'm maybe I'm um, assuming too much. There's a lot of this, so this is gonna be a, a theory that I, I was reading about this week and I've I've, I've kind of gotten enamored with. Um but a lot of people have noticed that this looks like it shares a lot of similarities to the old alchemaic symbols, you know, where people are trying to discover the secret to turning transmuting materials one from the other. And these alchemic symbols have all these like, you know, they're bristling with these weird lines and shapes and especially that like, kind of like crossed hook that's popping off. That's that's uh, uh, a hallmark. It's, it doesn't map to any existing one, but um, that's uh, that that's that's a theory that's going to uh, become interesting later in the episode, I should say. Hmm. OK. I got theories of my own. I, th- I think right. I think Javi is the old man in the cabin. And that's why the symbol is out there, because he already knows the symbol. Holy shit. You're putting some d- <laughs> dark into my yellow jackets? Is that, uh-huh. a, is that a sincere? Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. He's trapped in the... Well, Can I ever tell you if this is Dead Man's Brew 2.0, which that uh-huh. hell, that could have been a sincere theory, too. I, I, I still, 12 years later, not, not sure. <laughs> However many, however long ago it was. Who ago. knows? Uh, they're doing some some nice stuff here. They'll get into it later in more detail. But I like just seeing uh, Taisa tied to Van to prevent her sleepwalking. Um, yeah, they just show a quick shot of that here. And they're playing "I Used to Be 17 by AJ Mitchell. Um, I'm not super familiar with that song, but I bet a lot of people are. Uh, then we cut to 1998, which is not. Well, it's what like sixteen months after we, after the last scene, maybe fifteen, fourteen, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, the kids are returning to civilization. They're surrounded by clamoring reporters. Uh, Lottie's having some problems readjusting, so they shock the shit out of her brain, send her to an asylum. Uh, it seems to fix her, and she spends her time calming mentally ill people. 
Yeah. Um, the one detail I noticed from other than uh, from the rescue, other than Lottie being kind of catatonic, is Misty. You know, predictably, kind of likes this attention. Like everyone else is kind of shocked and horrified, and you can see this kind of slow smile breaking out on Misty's face. She wants to talk to the cameras. She wants to grab the microphones, mm-hmm. and she's prevented from doing so. But uh, <laughs> fucking Misty, man. Yeah, she's uh, great. I was trying yeah. to see if there was anybody in this mix that we did not see yet or didn't see in this episode. I don't think so, because um, no. we're going to get adult Lottie later. Um, we don't but, see a yeah, lot. Too. I think there. they're trying to be cagey about, you know, who because they're still trying to be cagey about who actually lived and who actually died um, besides the yeah. ones we've all already seen. Um, but uh, I, what'd you make of the visions that she has during the electroshock therapy sessions? Oh boy, is this is this the what exactly were the visions? I'm trying to remember them because this is not the the stump stuff that that's later with uh, Travis. Right, Travis and his panic attack. This is um, so she is walking through a tunnel that oh. seems partially flooded of ankle deep water, and she goes through the flooded pool and she finds this altar that is just lit aglow with candles. Actually, it shares right. a lot of similarities between the the stump scene because they're just they're just flooded by these points of candlelight. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were saying that this is her having a flashback to an experience with a mine shaft that the the girls are going to discover. Um, we'll, we'll come to understand that they discover. But okay. I looked at that, and this does not look like a mine shaft. This looks like a like maintenance tunnel. Um, that you would find, you know, beneath any large building. It's got cement floors and concrete yeah. blocks. It's it's got uh, lighting. Um, it you know it doesn't look like any mine shaft I've ever seen. Certainly not the kind of mine shaft I think they're implying that would be like old timey, you know, gold rush era uh, mm-hmm. type affair. Um, so like, but it's important because people are looking for this connection because like as I as I mentioned, this uh, alchemic symbol. Uh, we talked about in the preview podcast the river running red and all this other stuff and I mentioned that I thought that was because of some kind of mineral like iron ore or whatever I guess one of the leading one of the leading theories of what's going on here is the girls have been exposed to some kind of environmental toxin Um, there's a couple of um, uh, there's a couple of uh, examples being put forward Um, it could be like a lead lead poisoning like there's lead seeping into the water there's a lot of fixation this episode on on getting the water and who's getting the water and the fact that Misty mm-hmm. is the person who's been assigned to get the water and she's got a long history of poisoning people already. So she unintentionally mm-hmm. or intentionally poisoning them again. Um, but another one is this mineral called cinnabar, which makes me hungry for giant cinnamon rolls covered in frosting. But it's this oh, mineral yeah. that has like this red oxidizing color to it. But it's famous for being one of the primary sources of mercury. And if you know anything about mercury poisoning, like the phrase a mad as a hatter or the mad hatter, that was uh, from the, uh, yeah, I guess when you used to be a haberdashery, a haberdasher, a person who makes hats, mm-hmm. uh, you, would, you, would, you would affix the felt with a mercury compound. And the hatters from exposure to this uh, mercury compound would quite literally go insane and then die. Um, the thing is, is I think with both lead and mercury poisoning that those effects are like permanent. It's not something that could be turned off or on. Although lead, mm-hmm. 
lead makes the most sense because it leads to like natural aggression and like poor decision making problem uh this decision making processes and impulse control and boy when you look at like shauna and ty and even misty and nat in the current day like that is them to a t but lead so doesn't this is rust all and oxidize it. into red so you've got mm. that doesn't explain the, the the river so this is all in an effort to what explain the behavior of the girls yeah. that they would turn to cannibalism and and some kind of weird cult Just the, like the behavior. general lady of the flies like why did it descend to chaos and bloodshed um and it didn't seem like Do it did that initially explanation i mean people this happens right i mean people you know not everybody but i guess the ones who aren't prone to uh joining into this cult-like behavior when they've when they're in a dire situation uh, are probably hunted and eaten by the cannibals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're, do we need an explanation? No. Um, I mean, I guess I need an, I would like an explanation other than supernatural. I'm, I'm fine with this being supernatural. Oh, I think we'll get it one. doesn't bother me, but like, I, I, mean, I think it's going to be more like, like uh, peer pressure and, and like I said, dire circumstances and eat Jackie. All the cool girls are doing it. Eh, not that kind of peer pressure. More like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to beat the shit out of you until you do it. Or, ah, or like, I see. Yeah. You know, bullying. Um, there you <laughs> go. Some, some things that the teenagers in general and teenage girls can be known for. So sure. I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't looking in those those corners of the story trying to say like, hey, they must be exposed to some weird chemical or something like that. Because Lottie's always had it, right? Like Lottie's Lottie's always abilities, had whatever. Yeah. yeah, she's always been like this. She was a kid, so And the thing is is like cause she she when she's she's calming this person who's having some kind of episode, she's doing stock calming techniques you know yeah. like telling them Breathe, you know synchronized breathing, breathing. Uh-huh. um uh and and she's also says she's not saying uh you'll be healed when you join my cult or get spiritual enlightenment she's saying that there's these people are going to help you like they've helped me implying that maybe there was a time where lottie did have a uh a breakthrough in treatment and was getting some kind of stability before she crashed back into whatever purple people eating cult that she is just she she founded and still a member of uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe it's a good time to talk about that let's let's go over to present day where an adult lottie who we've not seen before um speaks to her cult followers about finding the version of themselves that knows who they are uh and then we cut very quickly back to 1998 and lottie screams at the reporters yeah that's the the, the cold open uh, what do you yeah. make of everybody wearing this purple color? I don't know. I mean, cults like to to exert control through wardrobe as well. You know, um, if you if you make everybody kind of buy into the behaviors, and and we're probably going to see that this is an extension of the stuff that happened in the woods, right, in the wilderness, mm-hmm. uh, when they started. They didn't have, I guess, purple. Um, robes and shit all they had was bear skins and deer antlers and i bet yeah. lottie's gonna be at the forefront of that yeah it's funny because uh i when i think of purple uh i tend to think in terms of royalty you know sure. that's all, for a long time that was associated because i don't know something about the rarity of the die only rich people could afford it 
Um, but this is like, if anything, faded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if you are supposed to understand that, you know, because it's like, I, I, I'm going to throw a couple things out here. It's likely that Lottie is the the queen of antlers or the, yep. the witch antler woman. Um, and she's stylizing herself that, like, outside of that wilderness setting, she would be kind of like a queen in exile. And, like, the faded purple, is that supposed to represent, like, this uh, lost royalty that she's hoping to recapture? Yeah, that sounds like it could be. Or it's a muted kind of light purple, so she's trying to somewhat stay... Uh, Kinder, gentler, more... Under, oh, and the, under the acceptable. radar. She's not trying to draw uh, attention to, you know... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see later in the episode that there's still some very weird shit going on here. It's not just... Uh, thinking positive and trying to get in touch with your inner self it made me think of uh, hank's wife marie from breaking bad though i was mm-hmm. like it'd be it'd be really funny if uh, she was just sitting there because that's kind of <laughs> yeah, like her Ranch uniform <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> betsy's sitting there in this faded purple blouse with a with a, a, a nice skirt yep pump a symbol uh you know yeah that'd be great all right, we go over to Shauna, uh, current day still. Uh, she's subjected to a mock interrogation by Misty. She gets fed up with the questions and decides to leave. Misty feels underappreciated uh, and that they probably missed something. Oh, yeah. Misty. I love Misty. Misty's feeling of underappreciation is like Michael Jordan's feeling of taking things personal it's like mm-hmm. just a hair trigger like anything anything happens and it's just like i must not be appreciated right now yeah um, the the highs of misty's uh emotional environment are like super high right she she's this roller coaster of emotion that she he gets the tiniest compliment and boom she's on the moon yes she gets the tiniest like rebuke and boom she's in a the deepest valley yeah do we know anything about her home life yet? Did they did explore that in season one? Uh, because as, I'm like, as a kid or as an adult? Where right did now? she develop this ultra insecure attachment? Because that's what it is. It's just like, you know, you get the, the slightest crumb of atti- attention or affection or positive regard. Mm-hmm. And it's like rescuing a drowning person. You know, that's one of the things they say that like yeah. you go to rescue a drowning person. And a lot of times they'll just like overwhelm you and try to drown the rescuer. And then, you know, obviously when the rescuer is like, fuck this and pushes off, then you start. It's I, I don't know. I, I wonder, like, what the hell happened with her home life uh, that that left her this just completely unable to separate herself from other people and their emotions? Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious if we'll get more information about that. And also a man and also end up being a master manipulator on top of it. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly a lot of what you would consider pretty standard bullying stuff happening um, mm-hmm. with the other girls. But I don't know if it starts there. That mm-hmm. might just be an extension of her home life, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, I want my lawyer cookie is hilarious. I <laughs> She communicates and reinforces people's ideas through baked goods, I guess. I love it. And this yeah, Hawaii this whole, final punch I want to try. Her her playing bad cop with this vocoder, you know, cell phone app <laughs> yeah. is just. I, and I it's funny because like when I when I we come back from this from the the opening credits, which I don't do we want to talk about that? There's you know new opening oh, it's credits. Updated. Yeah, yeah. There there's a lot of really good creepy misty 
uh, if you want to mm-hmm. go through some of those scenes. But we come out of this and like Sean is being interrogated. I'm like, oh my god, they're really advancing the plot on this present day stuff. And it turns out it's just Misty. But I think Misty's on to something. I don't think any of these ladies would stand up the even the most cursory cursory of scrutiny. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I love this line of of the story here. Because I think what's going to happen is Misty's group is going to end up being her worst nightmare, right? Um, because they're the Bureau of Citizen Detectives. They're yes looking for, for things. They're looking to sh- stir shit up, right? And solve mysteries in their community. And they're already on to this. And I, I kind of love how deliciously you know ironic that is, that she'd be part of this community that would then potentially crack their case wide open. Right, right. Yeah, no, there's a lot of that. Like, the community, she makes herself a, uh, you know, she ends up either being, uh, she's super helpful, and then she tries to make herself indispensable, and then it, like, warps back into something toxic, and then they reject her. It's like, I wonder, also, I wonder if they're like, we want to recreate the dynamic that Misty had with the fixer of last season, and they're going to have this character that, uh, you know, we've seen the trailer. We even talked about this on the preview. Mm-hmm. It's not a spoiler. Elijah Woods is one of these citizen detectives. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's going to be essentially a rerun of the relationship that she had with the fixer, only with a more overt om- a romantic entanglement to it. Yeah, I can't wait to see that if that's going to be the case, because I really enjoy how she manipulates others and to see her do it to you know some other people who claim to be just as like and, and he's just the same whatever like, he's is like yeah yeah his first message if this is indeed turns out to be elijah woods is him just casually hacking in and getting all of her financial details like it's like his curiosity mm-hmm. is reason enough to just violate people's boundaries and privacy and yeah um i thought that was it's it's interesting to see her try to run that plot back with like someone who is is on the ball about again this weird true crime you know, there's some people that just like they just watch too much true crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're seeing they're seeing serial killers in every shadow and every every pop trunk in every every shopping mall parking lot, right? And sometimes uh, there's a body in the trunk, you know? Yeah, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, every once in a while, the broken clock is right, and there is a serial mm-hmm. killer in your backseat. Uh, mm-hmm. But but most of the time, you're just kind of uh, a probably a paranoid loon. Yeah, um, it's like I guess is like the is 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 true crime uh is is that like the prepper gene is that like how like in a feminine person oh, the yeah. prepper gene manifests oh i don't know if it has to do with men or women or whatever but well, it seems yeah, like a, a, it feels most, very similar a, most but not all preppers are man, men and i think uh-huh. i've seen statistics that true crime like podcasts and things like that the uh the audience of that is mostly but not all female people yeah, that, that I express think generally right. yeah so it's like if you are a man and, and you don't feel like in control of the world the thing you do is you start storing guns and, and cans of peaches and if you're a woman <laughs> and you don't feel like controlling the world you find out all the ways people can abuse and kill you and, and wear your skin as a dress and then you just assemble sure. your life to where that will never happen to you because you're smart and you're well informed right yeah makes sense so can't wait to see a fimmed up Elijah Wood coming on here as a citizen detective. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I might have I might have destroyed my own theory right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Thaisa, let's go to her. She replaces the family dog at the shelter. 
The person who works there tells her how much it means that someone real won the election. And then her campaign manager calls her and she's planning her re-election already, even though she hasn't even taken office yet. Uh, she is, I think this is stressing how busy, how many, how many pressures there are in her life right now that might cause her to do some crazy shit with Steve. We'll see. Steve the dog. Dude, I, oh man, I, like I said, I wouldn't get attached to this dog. I feel like Tysa picking out this dog. I saw the dark mother. She doesn't give a shit about this dog. This is just a naked attempt to get back into this child's life. 100%. Um, yeah. With almost like it's also like Ty does this thing where she, I feels like she continually forgets the shit that's happening to her. You know? Forgets? Or is it just the different personalities re- uh, having dominance over her? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's part of it. Because um, she doesn't know that she's created a dog altar in the basement, right? Do we know that she's created the dog altar? Not explicitly, no. They never showed her creating it, but you can assume, right? Because uh, I saw a lot of theory on her that, hand. Yeah, but that, I also saw a theory that, like, if you were in the purple people eating cult and you wanted to, like, start pulling at the threads of your wayward members, a good way to do that is to take this person and, you know, start fucking with them. Take away, you know, to take sure. away all their, Yeah. Bite their hand, make them think that they created a dog altar. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when they're having a fugue state. But no, sure. I, yeah, I, I think probably she she did. It's but. implied, yeah. Um, and I'm going um, with that. But just her whole manner is like where she's, you know, she's not really thinking about the election. Uh there's a lot of um it seems like they, they ran this kind of cynical thing where they promise people the moon. It's a very populist thing. They promise people the moon. They know they can't deliver half of it, but now they're going to have mm-hmm. fire on all sides because they're trying to push an agenda that's going to piss off the one side. And then they're also not going to be near as much as they, so they're going to be attacked on both sides. Um, mm-hmm. My theory about that, that's, yeah, it's a popular theory, is that this the purple people eating cult is kind of pushing her to the top for their own agenda and purposes, and they don't care about any political ramifications. Um, could be, could be, but but yeah, and we can see that in the personification. As soon as she gets off her phone, the phone with the campaign manager, she sees one of the people who volunteered for her. And I thought it was implied that she um might be gay this the person a phone bank for her, and she's talking about hmm. like you know okay. it feels good to support someone who's like actually living the life and whatnot um gotcha but yeah gotcha. uh you can see like marriage marital problems might be a problem for her like if uh there's a significant amount of people that are attracted to that image of her being a family person and being a relatively normal person yeah and then Simone, her marriage is is all but over at this point like and it's threatening to because like Simone's are is is making naked threats that if you don't get this mm-hmm. shit handled, I'm going to go to the press. Which fair enough. Like if I knew uh, my wife uh, who had just won state senator was cutting off dogs' heads and hearts and making shrines to evil in our basement to hurt our child, that that's something that voters probably should know. That's something uh, the citizens should probably know for the next election. Yeah, I mean it's it's not even just like. Hey, I'm going to go public with this. If you don't get some help, it's she has to step down from her position too. is one of the demands from Simone. Right. So like, yes, yes. I think that's going to be a non-starter for her. I don't think she's willing to give that up, but right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what links because here's the thing. I don't think Simone has any idea who she's dealing with. Like, no, Thaisa is a very serious person 
and will play mm. dirtier than any of them. Maybe almost as dirty as Misty um, when pressed. And I think Simone is walking into just a meat grinder. Yeah. Maybe literally. Maybe literally. I don't know. She might end up eating Simone. I, yeah. I'm not sure yet. I tell you, I just, I'm. She's, she's already. Like, she hasn't even fucking got the adoption paperwork on poor Steve here, and she's already upset with this just adorable dog. Um, yeah. Mm, mm, Bad news. Well. All right, Misty is sitting at home trying to resist calling Natalie. She browses the Bureau of Citizen Detectives website and finds Adam's missing person post. Seems like they're starting to piece together things, and she downvotes the post. <laughs> Which I'm thinking is a trail of sorts. You maybe don't want to downvote a missing persons post. Yeah, I wonder. She's probably so, the only one. It looks like I couldn't quite read it because the, the the edges of the screen were blurred because they're doing this kind of like fisheye lens. But it looks like that this is forumit, which is like, like the forum equivalent of Reddit. And like all of the sub forums are F, you know, yeah. slash F slash. Uh, Instead of um, R slash, is, yeah. Yeah, I think this is missing people, persons, or I, I can't remember what. But it looked like it was actually this is the the home for the the Bureau of Citizen Detectives. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, and did you see this guy who was doing all the sleuthing on Adam's case? His username was putting the sick and forensic. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, he's already been yeah. through purchase history and is looking for all the tells and saying that he's noticed that there's recently, you know, it's pretty normal, but there's recent spike in nice restaurants and lingerie per- mm-hmm. uh, uh, purchases. And he's like, it's always the husband unless it's the mysterious lady friend. So mm. this guy's already homing in on Shauna and Jeff. And oh, I also like that the, the, the Misty's username is African Gray. Yeah. After her parrot. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I'm just so excited by this scene because it implies this future where Misty is going to have to handle her group and and the cops at some point because we know from the preview like the cops do get involved in this. So they have to. They have to. Uh huh. Totally. And and I just can't wait. I cannot wait to watch Misty handle everyone. It's going to be so much fun because she's felt mostly in control. And Uh like, how long can she maintain that? I mean, maybe she could just handle everything and everyone. That'd be kind of that's that's kind kind of exciting, too. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I think if it's going to get out of hand and out of control, it's going to be because of Shauna or, you know, Natalie or Taisa. Well, one of them, not because Misty fucks up. Yeah. Oh, I did, and again, her angry downvote of uh, putting a sick and forensic has already become a reaction gift that people are using on like the <laughs> Yellow Jacket subreddit to uh-huh. express disapproval with opinions they don't agree with. Love it. Love uh, it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good stuff. Uh, Shauna gets home and receives attitude from her daughter Kelly. Uh, Kelly brings up Adam, and Shauna reveals that she's already told Jeff about the affair, and Kelly gets pissed off about that. Past the shrooms. We'll be right back. Rick, how you doing, buddy? You, you don't know what it's like out there. Hey, man, do, do you even know what it's like out there? No, not really. I've been mostly kind of flying around in helicopters, carving likenesses of Michonne into cell phones, that kind of thing. What is it like out there? Oh, well, I think it's time to find out, man. Last I saw your wife, Michonne, was out uh, following a giant wagon train. 
That, that sounds pretty weird, but it seems like a family-friendly outfit. I mean, she's got RJ and Judah with her, right? Um, actually, she kind of left them to be raised by Negan and Daryl. Well, crap. Hold on, let me get my boots. All right, well, Rick is getting ready. Aaron and I are too. We're preparing to once again recommission the Watching Dead out of mothball status to find out what's going on with Rick and Michonne, the ones who live. The six-part miniseries premieres Sunday, February 25th on AMC, and we'll be ready with our full episodic coverage each Tuesday. And afterwards, who knows? Maybe we'll check out Dead City. Find our coverage for The Ones Who Live by searching for The Watching Dead or Bald Move Pulp wherever you listen to podcasts. All hail the Antler Queen. We're back with more Yellow Jackets. I, I don't know. Yeah. Kelly's get, man, Kelly's getting just yanked around everywhere, huh? Yeah, I... <laughs> I feel I, so bad for her. Was she ever cool? Because I again, I only watched like the last third of the season to to prep for this because I was short on time. Did they? Did was Kelly ever like cool? Or she always been? This no, she shitty? always sucks. Yeah, she's always been a shitty teen. But I thought so too. And it's like I, I feel bad for her now. Like whatever she was I, before, yeah. like her life is just turned upside down over the last month. Hmm. But it's like she just seems like um, I don't know. I, I, it's a trick that they're doing, I think, to make this daughter seem just like they're Skylar Whiting her is what they're doing. They're making her sure. completely understandable reactions to her parents, perhaps being accomplices or perpetrators of a murder and mm-hmm. doing all this bizarre, you know, uh, sexual acting out and whatnot. And they're making it seem like she's the stick in the mud. Yeah, like, like she's being gaslighted and and. The show right. is like saying, that "Come that's on, cool. Kelly, let Sean and, and right. Jeff have fun. Just go to college so they can have fun. They go murder a couple other hot guys after Shauna seduces them, and <laughs> and get 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 some some hot sex done. And say it's yeah, it's it's. But it's like I recognize what they're doing. They're making this person mm-hmm. because they are oppos- uh, opposing our protagonist. They're the this is going to be a ton of Kelly hate. I feel like." Um, no, I feel but bad. She for is her. The, kind of it's, the worst. She was. She started out as the worst. Yeah, she was pretty shitty. But I don't know. Let me I ask you this: What did your fucking think. boyfriend do? So like, if like, yeah, if like I want to, uh-huh. if I want to push back on this, uh, it doesn't seem like she has a normal, nice relationship with anyone. Wrong place, wrong time for him uh, in this scene. Yeah, I don't know. She's gonna be a messed up kid. Look, she's got really messed up parents, or at least one really messed up parent. Yeah. We're starting to see that the other is. Maybe messed up in some ways too. So I don't know. Feel bad for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this kid. He's uh, and also the the she also they also saddled this con- contradictions. Like you got to dad does has a right to know. Well, I already told him. I can't mm-hmm. believe you told. You know, it's like she's just yeah. The Skylar Whitener. I'm just there's, saying. There's no way to doing. win with her. Is the problem. Right. Uh, so we're back in the wilderness. Shauna plays the mash game. The the kid. Everybody's played this game, right? In middle school. Sure. Uh, that that was a fun game. They always uh, did with it with a, when 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 I when I, when they played it back in my middle school. They always had this kind of like contraption that they would fold of like yeah, a, you put so that's another version in, of it. it would open and sure. close and open and close and it would unfold this and then and each that's like I, compartment would have something different written yeah, on it have and a you different would just color like, and a different number and then you unfold them all and tell your fortune mm-hmm. um i i've never played this version of it 
Maybe I'm too... Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I graduated in 95, so maybe this is like three years later they're they're playing it this way, but... Uh... I want to I want to say all all the letters at the top that, that spell mash stand for something. I don't remember them all. I think the S was spouse. I think the H was money. house. There's money. Yeah, m- may- maybe. Maybe oh, the man. M stands for maybe. <laughs> M stands for maybe, <laughs> and the A stands for oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Ah oh, shucks. Ah oh, heck. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Mansion, apartment, shack, and house. Shack. Oh, so it's this. So it's a, that's that's so that's one category. Yeah, that's roughly like you know how well you're going to do on your 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 living conditions. Yeah, yeah. And then you you know you figure out your spouse, you figure out all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she's playing this with Jackie's corpse, which is uh, pretty morbid. It's it's all frozen. It's been two months. We find out, and she's still out there playing with this corpse. Well, uh, it's really interesting because I, I thought we were in a flashback. It's like, oh, we flashbacked within the flashback and we're seeing like, uh, you know, more Jackie and Shauna interactions before Jackie dies. And then it's no, she's a corpse. And I saw this yeah. in, in reading. People pointed out that one of the cool things they did is when Shauna's talking in this scene, she has breath forming. Mm-hmm. And J- when Jackie talks, she doesn't. So nice. like even in in Shauna's like twisted sick fantasy, she some she realizes that Jackie's oh, dead yeah. on some level. Yeah, she knows that, cool. that she's she's talking to her own guilt here for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is yeah. That's that's important to note too. That like everything that Jackie is saying is things that Shauna is thinking. Yeah, even when she's like kind of trying to interrogate this vision that she's having um when she's saying like but i didn't know that and jackie says yes, you did. no you did uh-huh yeah i like that stuff anyway that, that's a quick scene there and then taisa sees that van has rope burns on her wrist from the sleepwalking restraints uh the group's waiting for shauna to return with the meat and someone named Mar- mari i i never knew her name in season one uh but she's the the keeper of the food i guess She's pissed that she's still out there playing with Jackie's corpse after two months. Like I said, uh, some of the unfamiliar yellow jackets get some screen time. Crystal, the the one you mentioned, is humming and annoying them all. Yep. Uh, Van's face has healed remarkably in the last two months. It's insane. Yes. The 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 level of uh, restorative. Uh, the level of restoration they're able to do with no antibiotics and essentially just some dirty thread incredible uh-huh. incredible results that she's getting i got i gotta say i'm in, in, in awe of this woman's skin yeah no it's great i mean kids heal fast man <laughs> you can rip up with their faces they'll heal right up <laughs> yeah. no problem yeah you can have a wolf uh just tear half their face off to where you can see their teeth and jaw and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. next season is just you know kind of cool scars uh i just talked a little bit about the music in in this episode being good there's another smashing pumpkins track here and it is a Pretty deep cut. I mean, it was played on the radio. It's called Drown. I, oh, was it? Because I was like, I don't know that I recognized it. Yeah, it was played on the radio, but it wasn't It wasn't a single. It wasn't like off one of their albums. They, How the hell did they get radio play without being a single? It was on a soundtrack for, for the movie, oh. Singles, which I've never seen. Uh, but yeah, it right. got radio play despite not being a single, which is crazy because that usually doesn't hmm. happen. Right. A lot of soundtrack uh, explains it. Yeah. Uh, this scene told me that like Shauna's way more fucked up than I even realized. Uh, like I said, the two months of sitting there playing 
with this corpse. Not not playing with it, but like having conversations with it. Yeah. Trying to imagine that Jackie's not dead while sitting next to this. Granted, the body isn't rotting necessarily, but like you're sitting next to a corpse. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's fucked up, and it's it's just I think a sign of how much she feels guilty about you know stealing Jackie's girl, the boyfriend. Oh yeah, no, all this stuff is about her guilt, um, and her guilt of getting not not being able to admit it, not being able to accept the responsibility of having done something so bad, and getting Jackie killed for it, right? Because she's the one who sent her outside refuse to like and granted like jackie you know it jackie's was own stubbornness and, is, is what killed her yeah yeah she sucked in her own ways but like shauna feels very guilty um for mm. having gotten her in the situation where she died yeah and it's yeah i'm not gonna judge children uh jackie uh-huh. clearly was was shaped into the mold by you know life events and the way she was raised and the coaches telling oh, her, her that parents, she needs yeah. to be this yeah so like you know she came by all that honestly and she's not gonna have a chance to grow up and like change and grow like all the others will so it's like i, I see a mm-hmm. lot of people just hate jackie that's because like i didn't you know hmm. i didn't engage a lot with the fan community when i was just watching it like you know after the fact last season but like man people really fucking hate jackie think jackie sucks uh, i mean but the show puts like, their thumb on that scale right i mean she's not helping with the chores sure. out in the wilderness uh she wants to be a leader just because she was the leader and she wants to kind of like uh mm-hmm. her her word is what goes and, and it and it kind of does in the beginning because she does have that respect as team captain she's also but she's also ruthless you know yeah, yeah. um I, I don't know i, I it's 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 t- I she's entitled keep in mind that, uh, i think that's that's one of the big problems yeah and she's you know she has like a little low grade kind of i think abusive relationship going with shauna here uh-huh um but yeah, she's also what seventeen, eighteen. Um, like, yeah. Raise your hand if you lived your teenage years perfectly and did not hurt anyone um, or yourself. And, and <laughs> I, no I hands I were raised. I can't raise my hand anyway. Nope. All right. Um, so we we go back to um, Jackie and Shauna talking. Uh, Jackie asks her how her and Jeff hooked up, and Jackie gets pretty pissed off. And Shauna shoves her corpse, and her ear falls off. So Shauna just, you know, does what you do. She tucks it in her pocket. Yeah, you know, uh, what are you going to do? And then goes back to the other girls with even smaller rations of meat. I think you spit on the ends of the ear, and you stick it to her her, her face for like five to... It's like super glue at that point. You just, just stick it back on. Oh, yeah. And then when it falls off in the spring... Yeah. Uh, this is why I love this show, man. They are willing to go places with these scenes that I can't imagine they'll go like mm-hmm. talking to the corpse is one thing it's ear falling off her tucking it in the pocket and then going right to the ration stuff mm-hmm. I'm like are those ear sized rations like what do we I, I just keep waiting for them to start eating people and the show in the meantime is still doing ever more fucked up things um, it's just delving into dark topics that I don't often see in in shows yeah did you so did you did you think that she was going to eat the ear when she was holding when like at the end of the episode because that like until she actually popped it in her mouth i was kind of like <laughs> what are they going where are they going with this uh yeah i 
so in that final scene the whole scene as soon as i see the ear i'm like do not eat that ear do not take a bite of that ear if and then she does and of course yeah it's disgusting uh it's the forbidden cinnabon i mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I i i yeah i i because i i wonder if there's going to like if there is a suggestion that uh i wonder if shauna will even realize when she crosses that line like we're gonna have another scene where like her and Jackie are fighting, she shoves her and Jackie falls over and like it reveals her back, her backside, and there's already big strips Ooh. of like Shauna's already done it, doesn't even remember because there's like a lot of that going around, a lot of fugue states. Sure. Uh trauma induced fugue state, yeah. Sure. And she's still super pregnant. That's the other thing, is like, what the hell is God, gonna happen as baby man? I was hoping I was hoping to see like a bu- like a baby bundle in the the rescues footage like there'd be like some you know a guy in a uh, uh, a police parka like r- rushing off his bundle of joy so I, I did not see one now we didn't see much so yeah but I yeah what what the what the hell happened to that baby I don't know I don't like its chances out in the wilderness with a bunch of Mm-mm. crazy cultist cannibals. No, sir. All right, let's come back to current day. Shauna held on to Jeff's ID. <laughs> she lied to Misty about it, obviously. Uh, and a drawing that he did of her. And one of his keys, which... Or all of his keys, I guess. Which sparks uh, an idea in her head. And she calls Jeff, who is in a great mood. Always in a great mood. Love this guy. She tells him she has the key to his studio, and she's worried that there might be some uh, images of her in there. Yes, this is true. This is, it is a problem. Uh, yeah, I think that the the key it looked like it was painted. You know mm-hmm. that he had hand painted it, and that kind of tipped her off to like, oh god, what if there's more of this? And oh, there is so much more. Don't you worry, Shana. <laughs> yeah, I figured as soon as like I realized what was happening, I'm like, oh, there's gonna be like a shrine to you, not just yeah, a couple of paintings. Yeah, and Jeff uh, gets pretty emotional about. You know, he's he's feeling some things about uh, this continued evidence of his wife being unfaithful. Uh-huh. We'll see that manifest later. Yep. Uh, Sammy gets out of school and Thaisa introduces him to the new dog, Steve. Simone runs up and tells Thaisa to stay the fuck away from Sammy. She sends Sammy away, tells uh, Thaisa that she found the dog head altar and that she needs to step down from office and get treatment or she's going to the press with it. Yikes. That's, uh, like I said, I don't think Simone knows who she's dealing with here. I wouldn't be surprised if a head is added to that altar at some point. That's, that's hard to cover up murdering your spouse. Uh, even as a state senator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if it'll go that far, but she better watch herself, man. Simone yeah. is getting in deep with, uh, a psychopath. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see Simone get murdered and Sammy end up a tight, because, like, I just felt so bad for Sam oh, last God. year, you know, him being kind of, like, tormented by this evil mother who's his real mother who's eating dirt and staring at him outside the window and just yeah, generally terrorizing him and, like, him being stuck with her full time. Oof. And the sadness of that, like, duality where he's telling her, you're not the bad one. Like, I, there's something deeply sad about, like, being tortured by a different personality of the same person i don't know so yeah Yeah. we'll see where that goes but nowhere good i'm sure in the wilderness again travis and nat stumble upon the corpse of a fox which travis mistakes for his little brother javi 
he wants to keep searching for Javi even farther out than they've already been and leave earlier to continue searching. So they mark That's... the tree and head back for dark. Yeah, they're going to have to start. They're going to have to leave before dark because they're already leaving like at dawn. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was cool. I, I really liked how, because it makes sense. You know, you see this thing, it might be a face to kind of snow and you're uncovering it. And it's a skeletal thing. And like the first thing you think about your brother and, um, mm -hmm. and it just being revealed to be the fox. I, I like it. And that, that, that also that Nat and him are like systematically. Uh, you know, mapping this out and tying. I I do yeah. think that someone's gonna start fucking with these strings, though. Right? Oh, the the markers. Like anytime you see someone leaving a breadcrumb in the wilderness to kind of track their way, like the first, the easiest thing to do in the world is this. Yeah, if you're like a, the evil witch trying to, uh, you know, uh, trap Hansel and Gretel, um, or you're you're trying to undo the pro. Yeah, you just start you start untying that or tying it to different places or. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if we're in like a Bermuda Triangle-esque situation out here um, and if there's something supernatural keeping them there, but I could see these markers kind of being an indication of that at some point. If they start moving around and no one is taking responsibility or can because of the scenario. It's lead and mercury. Yeah, lead and mercury. All right, current day, Misty tries to find out where Nat went from the motel clerk. She gets a lot of attitude and gives even more back. And it takes some convincing, but she eventually gets him to admit that she that Nat took off in the middle of the night. Yeah, I I love I man, this uh this hotel clerk or motel clerk, I guess, this no tell motel clerk, uh has a lot more bottom than you give him credit for. Like I like it. Oh, he yeah. stands tall against her, just being kind of misty, and then he she threatens him with her personal details, and he's like, "Look, this motel doesn't have Wi-Fi, functional air conditioning, or an ice machine. What it does have is discretion. If you stayed mm -hmm. here last week, no, you didn't. I really like <laughs> even that if school. you did, no, you didn't. Yeah. And and what she finally breaks him with is the threat this with, with of her enormously large <laughs> bladder just staying there and bothering her. That's the thing that actually makes him crack. Not personal the threat day, of just, her continued presence yeah oh you suck so much just you hanging around it's just okay get get the fuck out of here yeah I, it's Love really it. funny and god christina ricci's smile which i yeah i always thought you know um i you and i both kind of grew up with christina ricci right oh yeah uh totally. see her in adam's family i've always had a crush on her always thought her smile is so 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 sweet and attractive and it's just unhinged and insane now mm -hmm. like love it i can't ever see her grin in any kind of way without thinking of misty at this point uh yeah those big great. old those big old eyes she's got I, yeah and the glasses amplifying that it's it's so good yeah it's it's staring into the, the mouth of madness it's it's great <laughs> uh shauna and jeff go to adam's art studio and there they find all the paintings of Shauna. Just so many paintings of Shauna. Uh, Shauna talks Jeff through his complex feelings that he's experiencing, which turns them both on and they have sex on one of the tables. Uh, Jeff, yep. Jeff being Jeff here again. Before, before we get to the weird Jeff, let's get to the fun Jeff. How do you get an art major off your front porch? You pay for the pizza. <laughs> 
Good stuff. So good. Is he coming up with this on the fly? Does he always do that? Because later on, he's going to fail. It does seem like, yeah, he's like, he's always riffing on these dad jokes. All um, right. And it's like, it. it's funny because like, I, I, I've, I've, uh, I've got this theory on like why dad jokes become a thing. It's because like, you know, you have these kids and they start off pretty dumb and they don't understand like adult sophisticated humor. So what they do like is just really stupid wordplay. Like that's just, and you, you like any comic, like that'd be an interesting Pavlov experiment to do. Like if you would get a comic unbeknownst to him and you'd have the audience laugh at the worst parts of his material and stay stone faced during the best parts. Could you actually warp a comic sense of humor? Cause I think that's what happens with dads. They're just trying to play to an audience in diapers that eat dirt. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. That thinks Pokemon are cool, and then eventually they they turn into surly teenagers, and they don't like it anymore. But you're still trying to material. It's like you know you're you're you had a comic like I don't understand this stuff. Slade yesterday, um, and that's what's happened to Jeff. He's still in that mode where you know he's he's still trying to find the dumb dad jokes, but uh, <laughs> they're not working because Kelly sucks. Yeah, yeah. What there are the odds of the cops? She didn't suck. I'm sure. What are the odds that the cops find some sprayed DNA that ties back to? Yeah, that was my my worry too. Yeah, I mean, to match DNA, you got to have something to match against, right? Do they have the DNA from Jeff? Do they have the DNA from Shauna? They would Shauna. They they would Shauna though, yeah. right? Like that's like yeah, like that medical. That'd probably be part of the investigation, you know. I would think that all these girls have it, like fingerprints I mean, and 1998, DNA. You weren't like. You weren't grabbing bef- people's DNA up, right? That was right now. Yeah, that was the dog because, like, the OJ trials around there. Uh-huh. And that's, I think, when DNA evidence arrived, right? right. Now, I mean, obviously, it'd probably been around a decade before that, but that was the first time where it's like, well, fuck, it's DNA evidence. What are you going to do? So maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, I think in that case, I, I mean, in the OJ case, like, they, they had the DNA on the scene and, the, you know, they would take material from the person that they already suspected, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that they're going to be able to match this up. I, I Okay, this is me, like, trying to give the show a little leeway to say maybe these characters, you know, are not as stupid as that seems because that's a really dumb thing to do in this day and age mm-hmm. when, you know, uh, the, the websites online have, like, your genetic sequence even if your distant cousin got their gene sequenced right they can still pinpoint mm-hmm. you based on their mm-hmm. shit yeah bad idea today uh, don't do it speaking of musical cue i dug that uh they had garbage shirley manson belt not number one crush which is yes. a, all about kind of an obsessive relationship a person that uh like a one-sided relationship a person who will suffer uh any amounts of slings and arrows uh for another person and you're not even sure if the this is like an off this is an offer it's not like a commitment from within the confines of religion they're just like throwing themselves uh at this person's feet uh yeah and it's it's interesting to explore like who who is being talked about here is this jeff how he feels about shauna uh yeah i guess i guess it's interesting to find out how we'll feel about the relationship now as we find out more. Because like, it seems like Jeff is kind of like a fuckboy in high school. But mm-hmm. that's not an, uh, that's mi- many such cases. Yeah, what is, what is the impulse? Okay, you talk me through that. What is the impulse here that causes him to get turned on and, and Shauna to identify with it? Is, it? is it the idea that like your spouse is so desirable by someone else? It's like validation and that 
feels good? I don't understand. So, like, you know, cuck has entered the vocabulary of modern day um, after being dormant for, like, a hundred years. You know, hundreds of years. Um, Sure. And there's also, like, uh, so, and, like, now it's, like, uh, if your girlfriend has got an Instagram and another guy (laughs) likes it, you got cuck, (laughs) right? Right, right. It's overused, like, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essentially just another word for, for beta male at this point. But like the the psychology is yeah it's like someone that gets attracted by and I guess there's two forms there's like some people that are into the shame of it like you know the fact that hmm. um, this this yeah, person I never that you love the attraction, attraction to, to are you know not giving you that it didn't give it to somebody else and you want it and you know it's like this it's like kind of and then there's also I guess the more um, you know like the, the the hot wife stag type of thing where it's like yes your partner is so sexy right. and so desirable that like you get off on that validation from third parties um, See, i'm super shame averse i'm like yeah the shame stuff would not do it for me i don't think the other route would do it for me either but like yeah i can at I least mean, understand it, it. I get it. It's like there's two types of people. There's two types of people. It's like if, if I bought a, if you, you buy a sports car and it says hot sports car and you go around your buddies, do you want your buddies to drink? Because do you want all your buddies to be like, oh, my God, look at that sports car. I can't even imagine what it's like to drive it and all that. And like, do you get off on the fact that you have this and you, you might, you know, like your buddies can can look, but they can't touch and they can never sit on a drive. Or are you the type of guy to like flip your keys and like mm-hmm. this fucking thing's going to blow your fucking mind. I want you to know how fucking amazing right, this car right. is that I drive. And I feel like and then that's think about how I drive it every day. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can. Like I said, I. <laughs> I'm fucking from the mid. I'm from Indiana. I'm getting any of this shit. But right, I, right. I, I, I can I, at least I understand can some of it. But like. Yeah. And it's like, did you know that there's a the feminine equivalent of a cuck is a cuck queen? Okay. And I think Explain. that that's that the Shauna. Well, it's just, no, it's the same thing. It's just it's, like okay, a, so. a, it's 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 a wife being attracted to the idea that she has a hot husband that's out there slaying puss, uh, and you know either that she yeah that that she's being validated by other women's desire, or it's a it's a it's a it's a shame kind of uh, one down type of situation. But she kind of outs herself as that that like oh yeah yeah it's yeah. scary when it happened, but also it was hot. You know, imagine. Yeah, I mean, she's simpatico, happen. right? She's like explaining the feelings that he's feeling, yeah. and he's like, "Yep, yeah, actually, that's right. Let's do it here on this table." And struggling with feeling perverted about it and the shame of that, and then she just accepts that who she is, and yeah, now they're yeah. And I, I but I don't know where they go with this because if this is like going to be a th- like, are they going to chase this? Is this going to be something that just juices up their per- current early? I yeah, and the fact yeah, that we'll the see. thing is. Really- I think it's deeply okay. Let's like, because I was like, okay, we talked about in pretty non judgment way this whole fetish and everything. The deeply problematic aspect of this is that she's murdered this man. Uh huh. Oh, they yeah. are they are doing this amongst his his things, amongst the the you know his his this vision. Is the shit I'm yeah. talking about when I say this show is willing to go places that yeah. a lot of other shows won't. This you want to. You want as a couple pick up guys and gals at a bar or get on, I don't know, fucking uh, Tinder or FetLife. Fine. But let's That's not murder thing. people. Let's not. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's not get into, you know, fucking Maquis de Sad type territories with it. All right. Can we just. Right. And then give our children complexes because we're gaslighting them the entire time about it. Safe, sane, consensual is what we're looking for here. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's head back to the wilderness. Shauna is staring at the ear when she's called to dinner. Misty is stirring the soup, which is against the rules. And the other girls call her on it and send her outside to get water. Thaisa asks Shauna if she's okay. 
What is the rules? Uh, the rule is Misty can't touch the food. Is that the rule? Apparently so. And that's a good rule. I like that Very. rule. I yeah. believe in that rule. That rule protects us all. Yeah. If the only but, they knew, they might have a Shauna rule too. But they let her collect the water. Yeah, that seems foolish. Do they not know how chemical compounds work? <laughs> like water's role as a universal solvent? Uh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's I, it's it's wild. I, I, I do think that's that that theory of some kind of lead or po- you know some kind of because like I think Misty would know all the shit that could poison you out in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the um, one who knows about the mushrooms, right? Like which ones are uh, good, which yeah. ones are bad. Yeah, and she probably knows all and which about ones are the really different minerals good. and compounds and things like that. And um, but it's weird because like I got the idea because they seem like this is a lottery system. Like oh, you're the one that drew fours again. Are mm-hmm. they rigging this deal just to fuck with her because they're giving Maybe. her a shit job because they hate her? Because that's the impression yeah. I got that like Misty's a smart person and she knows this isn't random chance. They're they're fucking with her. Yeah, it's been too many times in a row or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. All right, let's head back to current day where Jeff and Shauna literally deface all of Adam's paintings, and Misty breaks into Nat's hotel room. I thought when they start splashing turpentine or whatever around mineral spirits they were going to burn these paintings instead they're just messing that would up be the faces really stu- stupid because yeah. this some guy goes missing and then unrelated a couple days later his art studio burns down so so, so here, here's the interesting thing is i feel like this is Telling, like, yes, it gets rid of Shauna's face, so they don't know exactly who. But this tells a story, right? This it does. This tells a story of either, you know, someone coming in here and covering up evidence, a which is true, but b it could also tell the story of Adam fell in love with somebody and got hurt by them, and now he's pissed off and he's creating, he, he's putting that onto canvas, right? Um, so he's scratching out all the faces of these people. That's gonna make them search even harder. For the, the person connection. in the painting, yeah. that is a mo- that is some kind of motive for something. Yeah, this right. is an obsession that has been perverted and redirected. And it's already the funny thing is like the the picture that Jeff seems to fixate on the most is the picture where her skin is kind of like dissolved and like it's show- did you see the one? yeah yeah the that's the one version that, like, Shana of Shana is looking at it's horrible yeah um. So like I wonder if that's what he painted after because they you know they I I don't know it's I thought the same thing like this is not a solution guys this nope. is just going it's going to it's a story that's not true but it's a story that's going to demand to be the yeah. threads of it pulled and mm-hmm. it's going to lead to and that'll unravel Plus, the true story. I was also wondering if like can the cops tell like can you forensically tell how long it's been like within a, the matter of days how long it's been since turpentine has been added to something. And like, I would seem like just by, I don't know, maybe so volatile it all evaporates within a matter of minutes or hours. But I, I wondered if there is going to be some forensic as like someone entered the studio after, or if he's got an alarm system that like logs the entries and exits and it's going to, cause he, yeah, he's got a ring like doorbell he, and it just <laughs> captured. Cause he, he left this studio with like the music, like that music is diegetic. It's coming from within, like he's I think it's just coming got, from a neighbor. A neighboring studio. Oh, I never considered That's how that. I read it. Okay, I thought it was just like go. Okay, it's letting right. you know there are people around, like visible. That, that Is it attached to like a club or something? Oh, okay. 
Well, then, yeah, uh, I assume it's an artist doing the right thing. This but. seems. I think they should have called Misty. I think they should have yes. called the cleaner yes. before they did something like this. They should have been honest with Misty and but take Shana, those paintings, roll them up, like take the canvas off the frame, roll them up, stick them in your pants, and walk out the door. That's my first thought. Is like, why not cut these out of the frames and take them? Yeah, take them, take them and burn them in your grill. Although now we've that seen might, how that works I don't out. know, like that. I wonder if that, like, but like, yeah, it feels like if you could, you could pull them off the frames and stack all the frames neatly and take, and then like, what? That's an, that's an artist studio. He's got a bunch of empty frames ready for canvassing. I mean, they go in this place without gloves. You know, Dude. it's one thing to spray your DNA everywhere. It's another to leave fingerprints, which are almost that's certainly what on file. That's what I'm saying is that like, is some of this stuff just them being dumb and not being good at committing crimes? Is some of this like, do, do how, how well did the writers know how all this stuff works? Um, yeah. I mean, we've seen because in that, the preview that she gets in Terry, like the cops show up at their house. So it's not like they're mm. not going to know who... Well, now that, now that Kelly knows, they're, I mean, they, they were like right. multiple avenues of being fucked already. But when your daughter highly yeah. suspects that you are now complete, I, I think she didn't necessarily suspect. But now she certainly suspects that her mom and dad killed this guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, in we go back to the wilderness now. Crystal goes outside to sing and Misty is being driven crazy by it. And so Crystal offers to teach her to sing. We could harmonize. Misty might be making a friend here. Is that the expression that I get? Like, oh, someone someone wants to spend time with me? I think so. Yeah. She's got she's got a crumb of affection. She mm-hmm. she's, you know, uh, person she didn't you know, you also like Misty's default. Like you can see why, like I mean I mean that's the thing, because like you can kind of see like why kids don't like Misty, you know, like she comes out of this thing singing and Misty's like a shit to her and oh, singing sucks. And, uh, and then, you know, but, and most people be like, yeah, fuck you and go on with their lives. But crystal, because she's got a little bit of maybe this Misty stuff going on too, keeps going and like offers to like, Oh no, anyone can sing. I bet I can make, if you had a right vocal coach, I could coach you. And now Misty, sees like oh i could you know here's a here's a relationship i can i can get into i don't know or here's uh, someone i can i can exploit maybe i i don't know how machiavelli and misty is yet i think because i think she, she thinks in terms of like people that she well though though yeah coach she tried to make hers for sure oh and yeah. was not above manipulating shit out of that situation but i also think he miss she mistook some of his Ah, uh, she th- had ownership over him because she saved his life and kind of nursed him back to health. And she also uh, mistook some of his gratitude and just being nice as mm-hmm. like advances. Yeah, totally. Because she had a crush and that's what she wanted to see. Right. Uh, speaking of coach, coach asked Nat how the hunting went. Not great, but she did draw a map of their latest explorations, which they add to the larger map they've been creating. Coach says, there's no way Javi's still alive, but Nat already knows. She's just searching because she's trying to help Travis. I want to talk about this other, now that we're talking about maps and uh, whatnot. Um, there's one thing, I did. I noticed that this was on the back of a history civics lesson. It was asking yeah. a bunch of questions like, how many terms could a president do, all that. Love it. And the camera weirdly hesitates on it. Like, they want you to freeze frame yeah. and, and look at this. And it's nice and clear. Why? I think it's Is just... This- 
the the this is so far from their reality right now like think about what they would be doing in their lives if this didn't happen to them and so we're you think so the coach himself map, was right? like oh god this is homework but all you know it was like his re- re- okay yeah, i would have yeah, had something the, to do with difference between their existence now and their existence before the crash i was wondering if it had something to do with tyza's election campaign um it just ties into that somehow, but I, mm-hmm. I couldn't see how it, it does. Um, so, so, so we're talking about making maps. One of the other popular theories about this uh, symbol of the yellow jackets, it's, it's secretly a map. And a map. not just okay. any map, a subterranean map that if you flip mm. this thing upside down, the little hook thing becomes a tree that marks the beginning of a tunnel that has a mountain that goes underground and you have three primary mine shafts and then there is a circle like where the mother load or where a discovery has been made. Okay. You buying that? <laughs> I mean, the thing is on what? I, based on the mine shaft idea. So, so you know how these you the know vision? how these theories, you know how these this theory crafting goes. You have all these like oh, random yeah. facts like oh someone's seen a vision of a tunnel and oh a river was red. What could cause a river to be red? Oh some kind of mineral or lead and oh they're going crazy. What are the things that could cause historically people to go crazy and and you start just like pulling at this and oh we're seeing her making maps. What if this is a map of an I, I don't know. I got. I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there. I. I'm not hot on the mine theory because I don't think what we see Lottie envisioning yeah. is a mine shaft by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, but, I could see it being something intentionally constructed for ritualistic purposes. Perhaps I they think just it's landed an, in that. I think it's analogous to Ty's basement that you're probably going to find out in their high school that there is some abandoned maintenance tunnel that no one ever goes down to not even the janitors really because and she's going to discover it and turn it into some kind of shrine where she can continue this antler queen purple people eating cult uh with van and ty and all her other followers inside the the high school that's what my my thing Hmm. i don't think it has anything to do with the mines or that so but we'll we'll see yeah it's a good uh theory as any at this point I, I do like, you know, they're doing this systematically. Um, there's a seven-mile radius that they've been searching mm-hmm. in. They they are searching based on grids, so they're going out to a specific area to search it uh, and coming back with a map to say, hey, we searched this. I, I noticed that the cabin um, and the lake they're at is seven miles away from the plane, which is right on the edge of the map. So they're just getting back to searching... I think it may be depending on, you know, how, how often they're going out searching, which I assume is every day, maybe to, like yeah. two, three days ago, they were searching the plane. Mm. Um, and, you know, depending on the order in which they're searching and all that stuff. But like mm-hmm. the plane's right on the edge of the map. I, I wonder if there's some kind of like boundary within the map we're seeing and that as they, you know, with them marking that place and them seeing some bad omens like fox corpses and this weird tree thing that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about here in a second, if they are not getting to some spiritual boundary in the wilderness or something, some some kind of weird supernatural boundary thing. Mm. I'm still looking for the supernatural in this show. Sure, sure. They're like contained in some kind of like, do you remember that movie The Endless we watched where like there there was about uh-huh. these essentialist time space bubbles that would form randomly and you get trapped inside of them, something like that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, or was it the same oh. people made that other movie um, about the cult in, and they got trapped in there? Or was that yeah. the same movie? I might think it's the same movie because they also had a, a cult within the, the time bubble. Um, okay, because there was we didn't one talk about... where they were sitting at the dinner table for like the entire movie, but that was a different mm. one, right? Oh, where they had the glow sticks? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I forget what that movie was. Okay. Um, we forgot something that this is an incidental thing. You might not even picked it up, but like when in, in the discussion of the rescue where there's all this like fast talking reporter stuff in the background, they mentioned that this flight was 600 miles north of its flight uh, projected flight path. How the fuck do you make a navigational error of that magnitude? Wow. Maybe they said 60. Even that is a fucking lot, but I thought it said I thought clearly like my I wrote down as it's six hundred miles because I'm like what the hell sixty might be understandable six hundred is insane I mean yeah. you have to be flying for hours not realizing you were flying in the wrong direction and people are trying to like that's another part of the mind theory well, that there's something so there's that special about stuff that happened right, right around the, the lake or the the, the stream. Yes, and this is the other part of the mind theory that there's some kind of like lodestone type of magnetic sure, material, sure. or maybe even you know something supernatural or paranormal or alien that's thrown up. But like, yeah, six hundred yeah. is like it's a wild, wild deviation from the course, and no wonder they yeah. can't be found. All right, let's go back to current day. Misty cries about Nat leaving. Uh, then she notices that Nat's room was broken into. She also notices that a surveillance camera is pointed at the door. Uh, I I like this. I I really like this. This gives her. This is both a plot moment and a character moment, uh, because Misty sees that the room was broken into, and this gives her plausible deniability to think that Nat has not abandoned her, even though Nat would a hundred percent abandon her at the drop of a hat. Uh, Misty's clinging to whatever kind of weird relationship they've reformed here as adults. Yeah. I love it. And it also, you know, sends her down the path of maybe discovering Lottie's cult, which I'm excited also, for. Also, I also like the hotel manager because like he clearly knew this. So he he gave mm-hmm. he gave it just enough to shut her up but not the whole truth. He's still trying to keep to his discretion. Totally. Yeah. Bravo. Oh, hmm. So I thought and maybe this is stupid oh. of me. I thought the cult was the one who like patched up the door. There's no real indication. Like it could have been the motel clerk, or it could yeah, have been you're, them. You're right because it was hastily and shoddily done. But that also could be the no-tell motel <laughs> policy. Like right, somebody right. split in the middle of the night. And uh, yeah, I guess that's like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. It could be yeah, either. It could be. Could be. That's a good point. We'll have to continue to watch. Uh, so we go to the cult and we go to Nat for the first time since she was taken. She's thrashing around, chained to a bed. Someone comes in and gives her food, unshackling one of her hands so she can eat. And then makes the classic mistake of leaving the room. What are you doing? Watch well, her as eat. Soon as she doesn't need this, her... Pr- this is not... Yeah. You know, uh, th- this is not the Hague. They're not going to come in and like say, Hey, are you treating this prisoner correctly? You're a crazy cult. Treat her however you want and stay in the room and watch her eat. Do you think this is all deliberate, though? Because I feel like it's something that it seems like one of the most youngest and most inexperienced cult members was given this very dangerous task. 
we see yeah. the rest of the cult and they are there's people who are older mature larger big strong men uh but mm-hmm. they give this and i wondered if it looks like this woman would be approximately the same age as what shauna's daughter would be but i maybe slightly older but yeah close i don't think that they look like the pro it, it actually this woman looked more like like lottie's daughter i thought oh oh you were wondering if this is maybe the baby from the wilderness uh, I was, but like, because I think the ages line up, but like, again, the huh. physical appearance, like this doesn't look like a good mix of Jeff and Shauna. No. But it could be a plausible mix of like uh, Lottie and someone else. So I wonder if there's some kind of. Uh, yeah, I hadn't sex considered magic. It. Sex magic. Sex magic yeah. going on. Blood there's some sugar. kind of hunting. There's, 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 this was uh, like, we, we didn't see what happens after you stick the pine cone in the mouth. It was interrupted. Like, true yeah anyway <laughs> i just thought it was interesting and like why yeah but I, I i but my point is i think this was orchestrated this was something that lottie wanted to happen yeah all right uh jeff sits in the car we're back uh oh we're still in current day yeah uh sits in the car thinking about fucking shauna at adam's studio and thrashes around to pop a roach then he brings hot dogs to the barbecue where they're burning adam's ids uh okay i i i can get in the headspace i can understand the impulse that would would bring them to have sex in adam's studio what i can't understand is the impulse to listen to papa roach the wilderness is the space between the ads we'll be right back don't freeze to death come back to our coverage of yellow jackets <laughs> I, I just you i can't like put my head in that space no. You're like last retort? No, I can't. I'm sorry. Mm. I I I'm 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 a bit of a fan. It's not my favorite, but you know. All right. To each their own. Uh I, I love the barbecue. This scene. is materially worse than Stone Temple Pilots and Soundgarden, really? A hundred percent. Oh my god, you just you offended every kid from the you just offended everybody from the 90s everybody i am from the 90s is it There's materially worse than Soundgarden, one of the greatest bands of all time hmm hmm all right <laughs> i'm just gonna let that sit there it's just it's this whole genre of grunge metal that came out the same you know i, I get this under better than worse, but like papa roach is like the the last retort is the 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 f- scraping the bottom of that barrel i don't know about that Papa Roach is is a they're more new metal than anything, and B they suck. <laughs> B, they Yellow suck. Jackets at baldmove.com. I want to hear all dozen. Oh god, of the Papa Roach stands coming forth. The late Chris Cornell is going to rise up out of his grave to email us about that take. Also, this is a two thousand, so they're 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 slightly slightly extending the uh, era. But I guess, yeah, you know, like it kind of like you probably it probably all runs together. Yeah, we're we're getting into like nineteen ninety eight here. We see the kids coming back. I'm sure they listen to music True. after this experience. Sure. So sure, uh, and especially Jeff, right? Like Jeff never left, so Jeff has this in his mm-hmm. uh, catalog mm-hmm. of favorite rage songs i guess like he's raging out here right he doesn't or is he, is he rocking out, out? Or, I, yeah i'm, I'm trying to determine like, like the emotion out. here 
probably a lot of emotions in going into it. Probably oh, yeah. a lot of probably There's a lot some of, of that fear, shame, right? revulsion, mm-hmm. attraction, shame. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a stew. Uh can Indeed. I ask you what was the point of catching a tree on fire? Is that just to show that they're just really bad at this? <laughs> I think so. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's just Okay. These idiots. Because I yeah. thought I kept on thinking like what what are they gonna what's the mistake they make and get some caught? And ultimately it's all of them. But like, yeah, right, the tree right. just seemed yeah, it's just like I guess a funny moment. Yeah, they needed Misty for this because they're so bad at it. All right. Uh Taisa goes to the basement to smell laundry, I guess, and takes a waking tour of the dog altar. Steve the dog also gets a front row view, and she promises to do better with him. Jim, you've never, after a bad breakup, uh, had a sweater or a shirt from your former lover and, like, got a whiff or a pillow and got a whiff and, like, you know, been sentimental? Never? Because that's what's happening. Like, she's not just smelling laundry. She's smelling Simone. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. I'm I'm trying to think if I've ever had an article of clothing left over from a former, from an ex. You make sure they're all safely incinerated so you don't get caught, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Your... They all go to the barbecue immediately. <laughs> you don't out make to the grill. Mistakes. Yeah. You got no Snoopy. Got no snooping kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that I've smelled anybody's laundry but my own. I don't know. Does that make me weird? Uh, Should I be out there smelling know. more laundry? Am I doing life wrong? I don't know. Like, I never know because, like, I, yeah, it's like I never know uh, what things to, re- you know, like, it resonated with me because I've definitely been that guy that's like, oh, God, this shirt or this pillowcase, it's, uh, you know, it smells like her or whatever. Yeah, but, the sentimentality, I get it. Yeah, but I don't know. I, 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 who's to say what's what's weird? True. Uh, I, I, th- I feel like the bad mom was fully in control of Taiza until she saw the altar and, like, at, at the, the good mom snapped back into place. Like, for the first time in the entire episode, she actually shows some kind of like what I would call human feelings towards this poor dog. And she's promising mm-hmm. to do better with it. And she's shocked and horrified. And like, uh, did you get that? That she's like, uh, uh, this, this shifted her personality back. Yeah. I think she's scared of herself, right? Like she knows that this is a bad scene. Uh, yeah. her sleepwalking this, it never leads to good things, right? She's not like baking cakes or, or, solving crimes or anything when she's sleeping right. she's doing terrible shit but last season I thought that like good Taisa had kind of been in play throughout the last few episodes and then you know when she finds out she wins there was this kind of like dawning shock and horror but then it turns in this kind of like cruel smile and I felt yeah, like yeah. that flipped to the bad mom part and she's been kind of floating in bad mom mode up until just just this scene I don't know mm-hmm. it's uh I'm, like I said I'm always looking for those 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 uh switches flipping all right, let's go over to Shauna's family eating dinner together. Shauna and Jeff are getting along, and it's annoying Kelly. She hates it when her parents are are good to each other. I I just want to know what the uh, fuck so these licenses up. are made of that they can withstand not one but two co- rounds of cooking with charcoal. <laughs> right, he goes out like, there oh and my. cooks her dinner. Yeah, like it's like, oh, okay, uh, your fucking hot dogs, your your hog anus is suck. I want my vegan burger, and you know, Shauna. Of course, Jeff is dumb. Shauna's like bulges her eyes out. He's like, oh, let me cook that for you because I'm the grill master. But yeah, how the fuck did this license plate or license plate? How the fuck does license survive? I don't know, man. Uh, just enough of it 
with this picture too. Mm, the worst part of the license to survive. Yeah. Although honestly, you find any half burnt license in your parents' grill, and you th- you medium suspect them of murder, that's going to make you go to high suspect. For sure. High suspicion. A birth certificate. Go- yeah. What the fuck are you burning out there, mom? <laughs> right. Uh, let's go back to the wilderness. Travis and Nat sit up at night by the fire. They start talking about Javi, and Travis starts having a panic attack. Lottie comes to calm him, and he sees visions of light emanating from a tree stump, which does calm him, but it also makes him rock hard. Lottie tells him that his brother's alive, and Nat pulls her aside to say, stop giving him false hope. Uh, this show, man, and every I time I'm like, it. I'm sucked into human drama, and then, yeah, <laughs> fucking Travis just has a redwood in his pants. Uh, yeah. Is, <laughs> he, that is that the stump that he's seeing? Oh, a the, severed the, stump, perhaps? Hmm, interesting. Oh, no. Interesting. Oh, no. Travis and Theon both start with T's, I'm just saying. Yikes, no, I don't I, like I it. No, do, I do, this suggests that some, this is the sex magic I'm suggesting. Yeah, for sure. You know. Uh, oh, I, I think, uh, I mean, Travis is, yeah, he's deep in this, right? Like, oh, yeah. The, the, remember when they were all tripping on LSD? They not sure. only tried to kill him, but they tried to fuck him too, right? It was mm-hmm. it was both. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all, it's all just one big bad stew. And uh, uh, Tyson, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Lottie maintaining that she's, you know, this isn't something she's doing. She's just saying things that she feels. Um, I guess, I mean, obviously Javi's still alive. Is that obvious? Javi? No, I, I don't think it's obvious i mean he spent two months in the wilderness by himself i don't but don't the girls like okay travis gets murdered in the first season Mm -hmm. but aren't they also like the girls are acting like javi is a you know they're not saying like oh javi died on the the plane crash right like don't they talk about javi as 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 if he's still alive in season one Oh, yeah, Javi's 100% alive in season one. What happens okay. is when the LSD uh, session happens... No, I'm saying, like, the girls in the in the present timeline speak of Javi as if he is still alive. Oh, do they? I I don't remember that's, anybody see, speaking that's, of I didn't Javi. watch the first half of this, and I feel like a lot of this is around Travis's murder, but I, I got the clear impression that everyone... That, that, that he didn't die in the wilderness anyway. Well, there was some theories that Adam was Travis actually but that i don't think that panned out adam is travis or javi or, or sorry yeah okay because i'm like what yeah, yeah. the fuck no, no, okay no, no. that actually makes a bit of because like i yeah but uh, what what does it come to at this point if he's dead right i like the theory that javi is the old man in the cabin he better like that there's some weird can you time elucidate that loop. okay so you're just saying that there there's no evidence for that other than just it'd be a cool connection and it's timey-wimey and all that stuff yeah, and he's missing. Um, I, well, well the, the connection would be like the symbol shows up in the woods, which if you were in a time loop, like it could be both a product and the cause, yes, the cause and the, the effect yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of the yeah. symbol. Yeah, it closes that loop. Um, yeah. Can I say something that I, I don't think it came up on a preview podcast, but something that I, I think I'm suspicious of? I was I never bought the Adam was just some random dude that she got into a car accident with. I thought that there was something onto that blackmail and and something there's an ulterior motive that like a lot of his stated motivations for like why he knows his mind, why he decided to research all that never carried a lot of water. So I would like totally be on 
that he is uh he's he's Javi. And that would actually make some kind of cool sense hmm. if like these girls are directly responsible for the death of both these men. Either Lottie's cult persecuting, you know, Travis into committing suicide or oh, actually killing him through a cult wet like and that they are manipulating them to do this. Cause like also that's what some Lottie was obsessed with. There has to be bloodletting. Now every every time something happens, there has to be bloodletting. Mm-hmm. So I I I don't maybe think that Adam a, is just nobody. Maybe Adam's a cult member who is like, you know, snooping around Shauna. Would you ever if you like I as the other thing as I'm thinking is like would Shauna not recognize Javi as Adam eventually? You would think so, yeah. Yeah. I would you know like people I, change, but like that much? Like you're you're fucking them over the course of several weeks and you don't realize that like, oh shit, you're Travis's little brother. Yeah, I don't know how much time. But I'm, she's I'm trying to think. It's like if, I, if any of my sister's girl, like girlfriends back in the day came up to me now and decided to rear end me and then seduce me. What? How? Like how long would it take me to figure out? Like, oh my god, you're what? Yeah. Whoever? You know, probably like uh-huh. probably a while, if at all. <laughs> totally. All right. Uh, current day again. Nat's caregiver comes back to reshackle her, but she gets a fork in the hand for her trouble. And Nat runs outside to escape with people pursuing her. Juliet Lewis's whole performance stomping around in this diaphanous robe, mm-hmm. flapping in the breeze, and running around her high heels, just like stat it's just it's really her performance in this episode is, is really funny. I mean, she's no stranger to running through the woods, right? Like sure. she, of anybody, she's probably the most equipped to not lose her shit running through the woods in the dark, so yeah, I like that. It's a good thing this girl got her hand up because that would have been a fork in the eye, or the jugular. I thought I looked like she was aiming for the neck. Oh to me. yeah, maybe. Yeah, and it went deep. It went through her hand. Like it was. Yeah, if it hits neck, it's going deep. No, she she was aiming to maim for you sure. Don't fuck with that, if man. not kill. Yeah, uh, and then we go back to the wilderness again. Thaisa starts making out with Van in her sleep and only wakes up when she bites her lip loud enough that she screams. Van tells her she's never going to stop protecting her from her sleep self. And then she says, I love you for the first time by writing it in blood on her arm. And Thaisa reciprocates. Yep. Young love. What can you say? All right. Let me ask you this. Is Thaisa really asleep during this kissing scene or is she trying to get Van to give up? I, I've never had direct experience, but I've had been friends with someone who had a intimate relationship that slept walk. And it's my impression that they can be open eyes, having conversations and mm-hmm. still be in a sleep state. For so, sure. but they're definitely filming it. I thought, cause I was looking for something in, in uh Ty's eyes to change, like, like a snap to focus or something. Uh, yeah. I never saw it. I never saw it. It felt to me like she's trying to to get to Van so that she'll yes. let her off this leash. And I don't know if yeah. that's like the bad one, you know, as, as Sammy would describe right. it doing that, or if that is just right. Thaisa trying to get trying to get her off the hook, basically. For yeah, protecting I definitely her. thought it was is filmed deliberately ambiguous, so you're not sure if it's a, it's the flipping of the switch or if it's uh, Ty being manipulative or especially after you see the the rope burns on her wrist, right? Taisa probably feels bad about that, and she doesn't mm-hmm. want her to have to go through this. So she wanting to trick her into giving up. I I don't know, I don't know. 
But it's also funny how Ty's like I, I did like I I just I think Van's cool, but I I like the mm-hmm. idea that like Ty's is like oh I can't do this I'm hurting you and like t- like Van's like look at my face, I I had a wolf <laughs> half rip it off like I I am not afraid of you you can't hurt me like that yeah I, I thought that was and you I thought that was really that, so yeah yeah I thought that was really sweet in the weird mm-hmm. fucked up yellow jackets way that it often is totally I would go back to current day. Nat continues running through the woods and eventually runs into some fucked up animal nudity burial ritual led by Lottie. Natalie tries to attack her with a stick, but Lottie stops her by saying she has a message for Nat from Travis. I love how she whops that one dude in the mask with the stick and because he's a big dude and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, and kind of like from within the muffled echo of his mask and... Uh-huh. Are they going to kill this guy or is this like uh, you're being made into you're, they're going to performatively bury you and then uh, bring you back to life. And now you're a full blooded member of the cult. I I really don't know. I wouldn't put it past and just kill him. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to sacrifice him. But yeah, it would also make sense as an initiation of sorts. Um, a baptism. I also think this I got a clear impression that Lottie intended all this because she doesn't see she seems like completely unsurprised of course I guess she could also have foretold in the future but she doesn't seem yeah. like at all surprised at her all and she's instantly got something to put Nat on her back foot which is I have a message from Travis and Juliet Lewis's face that she makes on mm-hmm. this revelation is hysterical like, like twitchy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the upside down smile emoji on a real person's face uh huh <laughs> I don't know how she pulled it off, but she's Juliet Lewis. Yeah, I mean it's a complex emotion, you know. It's it's she's, she's had a lifetime of playing crazy people just to lead up to this. She's so resistant to this, like she she thinks Lottie's crazy, right? And yeah, but uh, this of all is her of the girls, She seems most resistant to the idea of the Antler Queen bullshit. Right, but Travis is her weakness. I mean, the the, the motion yeah, here is so complex. Sure. I don't know what expression you can give that says it all, other than the one that Julia Lewis lands on, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's she's excited by this news. She's repulsed by her own excitement at the news because she mm-hmm. thinks it's all bullshit. Right. This person she thinks has murdered Travis, mm-hmm. and yet she's getting to her like she's pissed off at herself. It's there's so much going on in that one look that it's just perfect, and it's so hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. She nails it. Uh, and then we get to the end of the episode where several things happen. Uh, we're jumping fa- back and forth between modern day and, and the wilderness, I think. Uh, teen Shauna is pacing. Teen Travis and Nat continue searching for Javi. Kelly finds the remnants of Adam's ID in her parents' grill. And Shauna takes a bite of Jackie's ear, cut to black. Uh, all set like to a toll house cookie. <laughs> yep. All set to Tori Amos cornflake girl. Another just That's banger. This song is so good. Brilliant pull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, thematically, it's it's amazing. The song itself is just amazing. Um, there's a lot of strange stuff happening here. Uh, not just the ear bite. What is the thing that nat sees at the base of this tree that makes her say weird is it the moss that is growing in the winter i so what did you did you have any because i i think what i i I know what i think it looks like 
but I was wondering if you had before I said mine. Do you have any? I, I mean, that was literally it. Like, does moss not grow in the winter? Because I thought moss stayed green. It does pretty much always. I thought they're suggesting that this looks like a tree where someone sat at the base of it for a long time. Oh, they're warm ass had melted all the snow like there's there. like you can see kind of like the snow's been pushed aside and like it's something like if someone was sitting and put their back against a tree like all this snow had been scraped and that yeah their body heat had melted and then that's not you know you might feel a body there but like that they got up and left implies that someone and even recently because the snow is not you know obviously it's snowing all the time up there has not replenished it it's like it's, yeah. it's it's evidence that some living thing has stayed at this tree and then got up and walked away. It, it, it might have been a little trail, but it's hard to see because like the, the there's definitely a trail there, but also Travis and Nat had just walked to it. So I, that's what I thought they were. But it's 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 kind of unclear. There wasn't anything else as far as like an occult symbol or an artifact or a not. It, it just seemed like it was like yes, this looks like hmm. a place where someone just just sat recently. That might make sense. Um, boy, I know it's been two months, but is it possible that Javi is just still scared? Because, like, he left yeah. under some pretty dire circumstances. Like, the girls were actively chasing down his brother. He was yelled at by one of them to run. And I can imagine a scenario where Javi is, like, out there kind of observing them to see if it's safe to come back, and he sees shit that he doesn't like uh and and decides eh, i'm not coming back yet and so he's avoiding being spotted i could buy that i mean that's like being hunted by feral women would be <laughs> an unsettling experience for young and i'd imagine for sure yeah so i don't know what's going on there uh yeah, and we talked about Kelly digging through the parent or the, the barbecue and finding the fragment of Adam's driver's license. Uh, who knows what other fragments are in there that she can start piecing together? That's my first thought. Is like, well, if that survived. Mm-hmm. What else did? God yeah. damn, Shauna and Jeff are bad at their job. <laughs> they sure are. Jeff went out there and restarted the grill. He stirred through the ashes, man. Just, just you know, while you're out there setting up the briquettes, just, just give it a good, good, good look over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I want to talk in more depth about Cornflake Girl. Um, okay. How it's about a story about a girl not fitting in anywhere. Um, I think Cornflake Girl is about like Tori Amos' experience in Holly or not Hollywood, but in the music industry, uh, and how poorly she was treated by it, and never felt like she fit in there because she didn't, you know, want to conform as much as they wanted her to. Uh that feels like a story they're telling here in yellow jackets some of the lyrics feel like they directly apply like this is not really happening and then the retort you bet your life it is like that feels imminently relatable to their situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh because none of them want to be in here but it's happening whether they want it or not uh yeah there's a lot of stuff there's actually a good variety article that i read about this song in this episode they don't they don't touch on quite all those themes but they do go into some more detail about Tori Amos career and uh what this song and and the album in general under the pink might mean uh and how it relates to yellow jackets that I suggest you check out over on variety all right what Uh, else we got that's about it I got nothing else for the week okay well 
curious to see what you guys thought of this episode. Yellow Jackets at BaldMove.com is how you get in your feedback for the podcast. Um, we are going to probably, I probably not be considering that next week cause I'm going to be gone. Uh, there'll be a guest host type situation. Pete Peppers, uh, who helped us out with the preview podcast is going to help, uh, Jim out with that next week. I'll be in Florida on spring break with my family. Um, just in time, it seems like, it seems like there's biblical plagues hitting Florida right now. There's a red tide. Uh, there's a plague of seaweed that's heading. It's all that mercury in the be. water. Lots of mercury. Yeah, I'm. I might end up being. That would explain Florida pretty women. nicely, right? Yeah, just mercury-filled yeah. water. Uh, or if you know, there's enough LSD, a uh, crocodile, uh, an alligator can look like a woman, right? True. Uh, yeah. Enough with enough chemicals pour- coursing through your system. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is this is me stalling. Uh, Twitter.com/slash/baldmove if you want to follow us. Uh, and hey, hey, if if you're if you're liking the cut of our jib and you want to support us here in early goings of season two, support.baldmove.com for all the great ways uh, that you can do that and uh, ways you can get ad free feeds and uh, bonus audio content. Anyway, uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait to uh, catch back up with Jim uh, after I get back for episode three. But until then, uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. <laughs>